Audio morning brief for the U.S. Green Market, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time, November 13th. I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point. All right, the Level 3 trend was clearly down last week. Of course, we got USDA news, disappointed everyone. Uh, the Level 3 trend for the December corn market or any corn market uh, is probably down until Wednesday on into Wednesday of next week, but ideally bottoms this week. So we're looking for Wednesday to Friday when we put it under the microscope. <clears throat> Downside potential is 460 to 450. I prefer no lower than, say, 455, 454, something like that. <clears throat> so I don't think there's a lot of downside here. I think there's even a chance it bottoms a little higher a little later this week, kind of picks its head up. And part of the reason is the level three tops and bottoms are due about the same time here. So I don't think the market needs to do much of anything in either direction. They're kind of canceling one another out. I don't think there's a lot of enthusiasm here. But they felt like they needed to respect the USD data. And I just wonder if this week they'll say, okay, we did that. I hope you're happy. In other words, I just don't think they're going to beat this market lower. Okay, it could be wrong because the trend is down. And it can always speed lower, but I don't think so. I think this market is just going to flounder around and do a whole lot of nothing, basically, throughout this week into next week, okay? So I've given you the downside potential. The upside potential has been canceled. Anything like a 490s or higher, that'll come back in later, <clears throat> okay? So I think we got some range trade developing here uh, this week. Now, as I flip over to the weekly chart, Yes, it looks ugly last week. Yes, it came back down to a trend line that goes all the way back to May, okay? And it did take out the September low. Big disappointment there, but the model did work along the way, and it's fine. And I told you, we can run into issues like this. But the way it was behaving, it looked like if anything was going to be negative, it was going to be the soybeans because of the huge plantings in Brazil. But it turned out now the soybeans are a little concerned with some weather issues there, and they're a little firmer. But they, it's almost like someone said, well, let's pick on corn then. we got to pick on something, so let's pick on corn, okay? Now, uh, again, I understand it from an ending stocks perspective and the higher production and yada, 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 but I really don't see the reason to be all that negative. And the weekly indicator is quite oversold here, narrowing spread as though it's getting ready for a bottom. And lo and behold, we can look for a level two bottom this week into the week of December 4th, and I say it occurs this month, and I think it's a late harvest seasonal low uh, from that perspective. And then the business cycle, which has many different reasons, uh, the seasonal and uh, harvest are just one little factor inside of all the business cycles. Um, I do think we're probably going to see demand <clears throat> late December into the end of the year, if not into the start of January, uh, more demand than the supply side. But and I'd like to think we'll see the turnaround this month, that by late this month, uh, we'll see the market picking its head up. But right at the moment, the trend is down, and the model is going to do something rather fascinating. I think, let me double-check this, I think it's going to try to flip the September low to a number two, level two, and then call this November low a level one, and then it's actually going to be a little more aggressive on the long-term bullish scenario, not in the sense of higher prices, but just a little more confidence and higher probability. But I full, fully understand why some uh, on the speculative side may say they're disgusted. They don't want anything to do with corn until it trades above uh, the October high, and then they'll get on board to build something uh, into summer. The moment the trend is down, no sign of a bottom. Uh, I think the bottom's kind of limited, but keep in mind, since it doesn't even have to bottom to the start of December, that is enough time to take it quite a bit lower than what I realize. 
And there's no doubt in my mind as I look at the charts, there's people out there that know how to run calculations from this summer into now when they can come up with much lower. But if you look at the accuracy of all those price calculations over 100 years, okay, it's so-so. There's just too many ways of calculating, okay? You just do the best you can, go with the best you have. But you have to realize when you're looking at a group of people coming up with downside targets, somebody has to be wrong eventually. And the same thing uh, for upside targets. So keep that in the back of your mind. All right, let's move on to the uh, January soybeans. And this is higher overnight. And we, we can see some strength because of Brazil, because of South America. But I question how much strength. And we are looking for a level three bottom starting today and early next week, but ideally this week. But starting to the upside today isn't my idea of what a bottom looks like. There, there ought to be a wave of selling. And it almost, almost looks like a little bit of a gap going on there today. I think this market's bouncing for a level four interweek swing, and it can end today to early tomorrow. So I think if you see this retrace today, you might as well assume level four interweek swing down in tomorrow. And I think it's probably tomorrow on into the end of this week to maybe even early next week that we'll find a level three bottom in soybeans. So I think this is nothing more than a knee-jerk reaction before going lower. And it did bounce into the five-day average and now currently acts like it's unsure what to do. All right. But now I'll have to see when we get everybody on board here uh, and get the day session going, what do they really want to do? Uh, daily indicator still acting bearish, but it is oversold. Uh, but it does suggest a chance... It, it, it's a narrow enough spread that a good solid close could well trigger a buy signal. But for the moment, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to lean towards the idea of a chance for lingering near-term downside momentum the next one to three days uh, for the uh, January soybean contract. Let's move to the weekly chart now. And as I told you, we may have seen the highest price as of last week going into a top that's due next week on into December, okay? And as I said, we might just see it coast higher, a topping process kind of flounder around into that top. Normally, what it would do, however, is take out last week's high. So I'm leaving those objectives that some of them were met as of last week, anywhere from 1375 on up to 1410, maybe a little above 1410. I'll leave those higher objectives on the table. But it feels like this market's going to just be kind of firm, kind of coast into a top, which is also a warning probably South America won't uh, develop into a full-blown uh, bullish scenario. Or at least the market's a little concerned it won't. It, maybe it doesn't really want to believe in that scenario right now. And by the way, the U.S. drought monitor map looks pretty dry to me down in the south-southeast. I wonder if that isn't a clue for something for next summer for the U.S. any rate, uh, do watch the trend line this week. It's probably about 13, low 1360s for resistance. Five-week average is nearby support, but maybe a downside target. Five-week stochastic is rolling over to the south side this week, okay? But unless we get an actual negative close, it would be a little lower on the low probability side. So my vote is it's not ready to decline into a bottom sometime in December, but I'm not convinced there's a lot of upside here either in beans. But I think, I think it's had a nice run-up in, uh, in the sense of just in case there's a problem in South America. But I think it also realizes there's probably a chance for great production, too, for the moment anyways, for what's being planted, okay? And so how high does it really want to go? 
So I'm going to favor near-term uh, firmness to higher in beans, even though I realize they can pull back some here first into a level three bottom. But I also think the upside's rather limited, but I think if you're looking for a sizable down move, it's got to wait until we get that level one top in place and then pull it back for level two. And I'll show you that uh, visually on the video uh, tomorrow if you if you forget, or you can go back and look at uh, probably Thursday's uh, weekly update of last uh, week for the soybeans. All right, let's move on to the December wheat. Uh, Chicago and the December wheat, Chicago, is due for level three bottom starting today into the end of the week, although it could also be early next week. Like the other markets, I'm favoring even more so this week. I think they've done enough. Now, the daily stochastic, however, is actually acting even more bearish this morning, widening its spread. So I could be wrong on that. It is send, sending a message. We're going to have lingering downside the next one to three days. Well, yes, then that's for this week. But I've got to warn you, something may go wrong here, and I don't realize how much downside there is and how long it's going to take because it can spill over into next week. But anyway, I'm watchful for an up day in wheat. I think it'll be a level three bottom. As I look out one and a half, two weeks from now, I say wheat will be higher than this. But I got to see how low it goes <laughs> this week, okay? But I think this is fairly constructive, and it's something I'll show you uh, uh, tomorrow if I can find my weekly chart. I'm going to, might get a little crazy here, a little bit of vision that the model's flirting with, and that the level one bottom that I showed is a failed truncated low a week of October 9th, whereas visually you might use September 25th. I'm not thinking the level one low was really a week of October 30th and may yet show up this week next. Uh, and I'll explain that later. I, I think they beat it up so hard late summer that this is just kind of like a ball comes down, hits the floor, and then it just bounces a little bit before maybe rolling. And and then, for some reason, bounces by a larger amount. Something Somebody kicks it, in other words. And uh, so I think it's a form of base building when the true cyclical bottom wasn't early in the base building, as I've been thinking, that it's occurred a little later to maybe even now. And I think this lower volatility, however, is also a sign that the market can be tiring of the downside and turning into an accumulation phase when the smart money is soaking up uh, wheat here. So I still think we're going to see a bounce in coming weeks for wheat, and then there'll probably be a setback by Jan, but I think it's some kind of long-term base building and will be bullish into next summer, even though we have to deal with the harvest uh, come spring and early summer of next year and a second harvest after that. Uh, so I think this is very constructive right at the moment. Maybe something can break it down, make it more severe here. But I think this is very constructive behavior in the wheat market this time. But coming up with some different scenarios that might allow for last-minute weakness, but they're still bullish, okay? It's still, it's like all the scenarios now are pretty much bullish. It's just a matter of day-to-day -day timing of when things uh truly bottom out. any rate, I think everything looks constructive. I think we're still on path for seasonal bull moves into summer, all three markets, but we're going to have a lot of twists and turns that might disappoint us now into early next year as well. And keep an eye on South America. Past results and not necessarily indicative future results. Have a great day.